0: Oh, I already know. Life is. I'm
1: just happy, man. When, like, when you get through what you gotta get through, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Like i like I said, it's the best time of my life. I've been the most happy in a long time.
0: I love it's, to hear that, man. It's, it's real good. Like can't nobody
1: take this, this smile or this shine or this or get me out of character, man. I don't think ever again. I'm, I done found my peace. I just live like now, no worries, like can't nobody bring me mad like throughout the day. I ain't never been so happy like I am now since November hit.
0: You know what yeah. <laughs> so what you think changed that? Like how did you find your peace or what is your peace? I think my peace
1: is being happy overall with everything. My peace I had to be a little selfish, you know. I was always this person that would put other people first you know
2: give people my last and people still you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. that that was my piece just trying to be selfish with myself
1: and you know I gotta put myself first in situations to get myself right first but it's still kind of like I'm still not selfish enough but -hmm. sometimes I can just worry about myself and don't worry about others at all which it got me to where I'm at
0: exactly and you know (sighs) Sometimes people think that being selfish is like a bad thing, but it's not. You feel like when you, you have to, like, it's not like, like you said, like, those are still your people. You would still do for them. You still love them and care about them. But there comes a time where you have to be the most important person in your life. You have to come first. You got to do stuff for yourself. You got to leave some people where they are. And that don't mean that you end the relationship. You just got to leave them where they at um And there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I'm super thankful to hear that, man. Because, I mean, on the outside looking in, you've always seemed like you've been at peace and like you've always had that. But nobody knows what we truly going through on the inside. Ain't nobody I've no, been through so much.
1: But now I just sit back and I laugh like, dang, look how far I came just oh uh, the mind is everything so mental in life man and if if i was if i was mentally weak i would have i would have been crumbled and stayed down and just been forgiving myself today for decisions i made in the past when you know the devil was working
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> for real and that's a man whoo that is something i'm working on in therapy right now is forgiveness yeah, man but- when you find when, when
1: you get to that when you get to that position you're going you gonna
0: feel it, man. It's, it's gonna feel so good just to be at peace. Mm, man, you feel me? Like I watched this video. Um, my therapist. I'm gonna probably cuss her out tomorrow because she just like made me have to be a good person <laughs> by telling me to watch this video. So it's this video, I think her name is it's either Brené or Bren Brown. It's B R N E uh-huh. Brown, and um, the talk is titled uh, the pa- the power of vulnerability. And at first, I'm like, all right, this is cool. Like, I'm learning. And then she was like, I wrote it down. Let me find it. Like, she was saying some stuff where I was like, bro, I have no choice now but to be a good person. And um, (laughs) vulnerability, forgiveness, those are two very hard things. Because not only do you have to forgive the other person and be mindful of the other person and all of that stuff in the relationship, you also have to, to dig deep inside. And it takes a lot of courage and boldness to forgive and to be vulnerable and it's scary um and a lot of accountability also and that's the thing I love about therapy is that it has placed so much accountability on myself and I no longer wait to be told what to do how to do it when to do it why to do it I don't let anybody else determine who I am as a person or what I am as a person um but yeah so I got I want to start with like get deep into the interview talk about you being born and raised in East St. Louis and no, what that No 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 we going bag go up from there I'm not from East St. Louis like St. Louis Southside South no, Southside South South. my bad my bad my bad yeah, yeah, I'm thinking oh yeah. <laughs> my fault ooh shout out South to Southside South and you know what I should have known that because South Side. I know South Side. you so. And I'm thinking East St. Louis because I just think about, like, how you tell me about where you're from and your upbringing. And I know East St. Louis ain't all that good. So, I just, the two, connected the two. So, so you right. Let's let's re-ask that question. Talk about <laughs> being born and raised on the south side of St. Louis. You
1: know, this. I really call that the heart of the city. They can call it the heart of the third, really, but mm-hmm. it's just somewhere where I came where back in my time, before the generation now, the ones in the streets, they looked out for you, you know? Mm-hmm. The older ones, you learn from them. Everybody was helpful, but it just taught you how to grind. I'm, I'm from a part of the city where everybody grinds, mm-hmm. and they make a way. They make a way out of nothing. And it's, it's nothing but positive vibes where I'm from, especially on the south side. Everybody mm-hmm. knows everybody. It's like one big family and my
2: whole
1: family from the south side. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just a different... St. Louis is just different in general from a lot of places in the world. It's, mm-hmm. it's real dangerous. It's one of the dangers in America, but... When you make it up out of there, it's a different feeling.
0: Mm-hmm. So, talk talk about that. Talk about making it out of there because... You... I read a little bit about your background, like with basketball. And I saw... You were top 20 in your class, graduating, National Honor Society, and then you were the first athlete to reach a 1,000 points, and it was in your junior year. So you're doing all these things while, you know, walking home and you don't know if you may or may not see or hear somebody get shot or somebody getting robbed. What was that like having to face those adversities going through school and playing a sport?
1: It wasn't so bad. I wasn't thinking about that as a kid. I was mm-hmm. outside. I, my
0: life was different. I lived outside. As
1: long as was back on the block when the street lights came on. You so feel I, me? I, 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 <laughs> my mama didn't play. You and feel? Me? The block
0: when the street lights come on. Well, I Mommy, mean, my it, mama whipped on. me so hard because I missed the streetlight, boy. It had it had <laughs> just just came on. She whipped me with her flip flop in front of all my little friends. I was so embarrassed. <laughs>
1: We all stay on the same block, so it was really helpful. Like, if we if one with if one went without, we mm-hmm. all had it. We just live a couple doors down from each other, but just just all of that got me to where I'm at today because this is what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I it, my mom wanted me to be a cheerleader.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: my first day <laughs> of cheerleading practice, and I was watching everybody on the basketball court. And I was like, I just walked off of the, I just walked out the field and went to the basketball court. Like, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew, I knew then when I was only five years old, I wanted to play basketball. And, and I got into, I got into a lot of things to get me to where I'm at today. I, but first and foremost, AAU without mm-hmm. AAU, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. My AAU coaches, I, I went through a few. Shout out, Coach John, Tom and Lester, Coach Troy. I played with some good men that looked out for the youth at the time, and they helped build, and, you know, they helped us get the scholarships and the looks that we needed. It's just at a time where people probably didn't believe people can even get a scholarship. I never knew what a scholarship even was mm-hmm. that I was offered. Just, I'm just, i just like, I'm playing basketball every day. Yeah. I, just know, I'm, I just know I'm good. I don't know what a scholarship is, a full ride. I'm, I'm, I ain't even thinking about what's next while I'm in high school. And then... The biggest adversity out here was, you know, I got all the accomplishments, which I'm not worried about. Mm-hmm. You know, my thing is I want to win. If I lose, it's gonna be a bad day. I'm a sore loser. Mm-hmm. Oh, we know. Ah, <laughs> we
0: know. We know. My
1: biggest <laughs> adversity came when I tore my AC. Mm. Yeah, my senior year of high school, first play of the first game. That was the biggest. That was the biggest adversity. That crushed
0: me. Man. I remember you told me that. I wanted to start crying for you. Like, yeah, I can't even I imagine. Went
1: being, I went from being the most talked about to we don't want her. We, we don't know if she's going to be ready, how she's going to bounce back from this next year. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of these one schools that was really recruiting. I had one of like, the best summers for AAU. We was playing against good competition as far as, like, football. right basketball. Like, Elena Del Dines, We was playing a Meyer Moore team. We was at all these tournaments and we playing all the top players getting these looks Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it was just twenty twenty two thousand and six 2006 was just overall that was my year of just failure I say I ain't gonna say failure but so many setbacks and roadblocks Mm -hmm. just for my family in general and it it took a toll on me where like it was it was like forget basketball
2: yeah
1: that injury made me think this I started to do other things wasn't going to class Only thing I was doing... I I stayed consistent and was going to therapy, but... I wasn't going to class. I wasn't really worried about things because we was going through family issues. You know, with my father going to jail. So, I just... It was just a lot of things. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I (laughs) understand.
1: This day, I use all that as motivation. None, none, None today can't stop me from the things I went through
0: in the past. Exactly. It's, um... For me, personally it's hard still being a person and also trying to be a spiritual being because I'm walking around with this story. I'm walking around with my truth. Sometimes that makes me angry. Sometimes, like you said, it's motivation. But I'm trying to get to the point where every person that I come in contact with, whether the interaction is good or bad, whether at first it's good or bad, however it works out, to remember that they, too, are walking with a story. And that day, it might have made them angry. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I have to remember that everybody has something going on or has been through something. so from me to you, and I felt like this when we met, what was like 2015, 2016, like you are one of the most, I can't think of any other word besides positive people I have ever met in my life. And... My point is that I would never look at you and be like, oh, she went through this, she went through this, she went through this, because you don't allow that to show. You just, like you said, you wake up every day and you go through life as happy as you possibly can because you have another opportunity to live your life. And that's definitely somewhere I'm getting to and I've learned these last few months that complaining does not help, it's not going to get me nowhere, it's not going to do anything. And waiting for somebody else to bring me happiness or bring me joy and all of that... It's not going to happen. I have to do it for anything I want. I have to do it for myself and then attract that, and then other people will give it to me. So the more I'm positive that I'm kind to myself and to others, the more I get it back in return. And I want to take this little minute to commend you on being that person, and you taught me a lot um, in that short amount of time we got to spend together. So definitely thank you.
1: That's love. That's love. For real. I, 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 you know, I'm just happy. My, I feel like I'm put here to make other people... Bring out the best in them. You know, I wanna see everybody shine, I wanna see everybody make it. I wanna see everybody do good. Mm -hmm. That's just my whole focus. Like, I'm happy by seeing others happy around me. Like that's that that make me so happy, man. I don't know why other people make me happy like that, but
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it just does.
0: You like baby Jesus, bro. <laughs> like for real. Like every. I ain't gonna say that, no. Bruh, look. I said that. <laughs> I talk about therapy so much. <laughs> I'm such an advocate for therapy. So in my therapy session one day, I said that about like me and the role I play in my family, and how my therapist put it was like I'm a gift because we are teachers. So we, like you said, we are living our dreams. We we did a lot. We've got to travel. We play college basketball. Um, At a very high level, we've won championships, all these different things. And then you look at our family, and I love my family to death, but how many of them have done those things? So that's what you... And not even that, our friends, uh, people that we walk past every day. But you are like a gift and a healer to everyone you come in contact with. Like, I've never been around you and another person, and somebody's not smiling. Like, everybody is always smiling when they're around you. So (laughs) when I... Like, you obviously ain't jesus himself but you know you come in close second because i ain't never really even seen. i've seen you get upset about losing and stuff like you said but i've never really i don't think i've ever seen you get mad at somebody like you just laugh and let stuff go and keep it moving and i'ma pray to jesus himself for real that i become like that because mm, I gotta like react you know, to everything. I stay ready to set it off on somebody, but that's why I and, go to therapy.
1: And that's where you grow, and, and that's where I learned because I used to be, I used to be in them shoes. Mm-hmm. I used to get mad. I used to feel like I gotta get payback, but you know, karma, karma is a bitch. You know, mm-hmm. that's real. And I, I went through so much karma where I was, I feel like I was getting punished by not getting my opportunity. That I had to let so much go, and I learned from that. And
0: when I stop worrying about things, my opportunities start coming again. Mm. Say that one more time. Ooh, that's a word. <laughs> say that one more time for me and the people. I don't even know what I said, but I just knew opportunities when you let that when you let that hurt go. That's mm-hmm. What said, what I should say. <laughs> for real, when you and because and I have seen quotes and and uh, memes and stuff about this, but to paraphrase, basically, you have to let go of things that are holding you down. And it might be something so small that you think isn't affecting the way that you live, but that's why it is so important for us to self-reflect and then also have a support system that we can have hold us accountable, that we can reflect with, that we trust, and will take and also receive feedback from, because it don't matter if we have people who will hold us accountable if we don't want to receive that feedback. But like... Man, you, ah, I, don't, you, man, I should have you do the interviews or something, cause you, ah, your story, just how you are as a person, and it's hard, obviously, but the people aren't going to truly understand unless they know you, but like you as a person, like even the energy I got as soon as you said hello, like your energy, <laughs> it automatically makes everybody else energetic. Like you are really, truly, when it comes to a way to live, are an inspiration, and the fact um, that. One thing that inspires me, too, about you is the fact that you don't quit. So there was a brief period of time, I want to say about almost two years, if not a whole two years, where you were not playing basketball on a team. So it was right after we finished in Lithuania in 2016, and you're just now getting back over there. So tell me why you didn't quit. Listen, if 2016 through
1: 2018 was the the most hardest years in my life, that was the biggest test trials ever like i don't even know where to start (laughs) i don't know where to start you know how many times i wanted to quit because i ain't getting no chance and no opportunity after i done won three championships Mm -hmm. you know how that hurt you know how you know how much that hurt when you know you just did what you had to do and you still not getting rewarded for that like Mm -hmm. but what did i do to do this but i feel like it might have been some karma from the past. I look at it different situations. So I was like, all right. I done been to my worst situations where it, it, it could be way worse. Mm-hmm. But I also looked at it like somebody else's situation can be, you know how bad I got it. Somebody else can have way worse than me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It went it went about where like no was the, was the yes to me. Everything was no, 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 no. No, we don't need a player. No, we don't need this. You know, but mm-hmm. it is a bad I, I took it as a bad time in the market, but also I just took it like, all right, I know I I know I ain't no bum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's WNBA teams wanting me. Top teams. I didn't play in top countries, I done played against WNBA girls, like all of this. Mm-hmm. Led the nation and stuff in college, like I'm I'm thinking of all the things that I have done, like dang, it's still not an opportunity. Like you can you can do what you gotta do and be the best thing, and they still don't show love
0: exactly
1: but 2016 like you don't understand how much I, I just was on it it was my agent he was doing what he had to do but at the same time I know he was working for me I was writing coaches myself I get on Eurobasket see who the coach is
2: mm-hmm.
1: whatever country or team I'm right every coach in the league I didn't care if it was top league second league and it still was just no we'll we, we, we look at you in December right. December you know, each day rolling around, I'm still waiting every day. December comes, still not nothing. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. it's just frustrating. I, I got family, like, oh, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's my. It might be time to look at something else, and that and that drove me. That's what drove me was the family. Some family members I needed the support more from to tell me keep going, don't give up. Versus, it's time to do this. It's time to get a job. My job is basketball. People don't understand basketball is not just something we do for fun. This is our job. This is our nine to five. Mm-hmm. We ain't clocking in. We ain't clocking in at a desk all day, but we sacrificing our body every day. But this is what I love to do. I was going, I'm still it as if I'm on Europe's schedule. When I'm back at home practice, I'm getting my workouts in at 6 a.m. I'm doing yoga classes, cycling classes. I'm just doing everything just to stay ready. Mm-hmm. Still, 2017, no deal. You know, still like all right. Something got to change. I'm steady pushing. I, I didn't even get it in some of the best shape I ever did.
0: You Guess look my- like it, bro. Like you <laughs> going on bike ride.
1: I'm, I'm I'm doing 30 mile bike rides a day.
0: Oh my fucking. goodness.
1: You know, it's it's easy. I just have my music on, which is my therapy, mm-hmm. and I just go. But 2016, it hurt me the most because. The people I needed the most, they was kind of, like, doubting it. Mm-hmm. But I never gave up and was like, all right, I got to stop messing with them. That just was motivation. And then, you know, my family wondering in general, like, I one question that drove me was, when you leave and where you going, I hate that. Mm-hmm. I hate the word, hate, you know, you're not supposed to use the word hate, but just, just repeatedly asking this question when you don't know the answer to it. Like, exactly. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. 2018 came, you know. I started the year off kind of in some situations. I just, it's like, all right, now it's it's two years later now. Mm -hmm.
2: 2016,
1: 2016, in May, I was leaving Lithuania. It's 2018, January. I'm having teams I'm talking to, but they they steady playing games. You know, they'll tell me, y'all, we've been to get you after the break. It's going to be good. Nothing to come through, so. One day a guy hit me up, you know. Now I'm finding myself in situations where I'm like, All right, I'm going to get anything that's possible that's popping. Mm-hmm. Any summer leagues, I w- I wound up going to Canada, playing in the league in June. I mean, in June of 2018 summer. And but right before I went there, I had been playing in different things, like different tournaments. I played with the boy. I never, I hadn't played with women. Except for I only pra- I practice with my university. I was down in Arkansas because I played with my old school
0: to stay in shape. Okay. Because I always wanted to stay game ready. I did that the most. But other
1: than that, I played with dudes and pick up. We'll have a little session where I open the gym at night because mm-hmm. I had to to the facility. We'll call it we call it the hundred session. So you got to get your buckets. We going to a hundred instead what? of people crying. Yeah, people weren't gonna be crying going to twelve points and or
0: you know when you playing just the 12 you don't get to show what you really can do exactly so, shout out to shout out to everybody down there you know in Memphis
1: and in Arkansas we were a hunter 100 session with but a man hit me up and he was like alright do you want to be interested in being do you, I have a team for you but it's kind of low money do you want to become an all pair which nobody anybody that knows me knows how good I am with children and like Right now, my focus is getting the community center back into my city to get these, these young children out the streets, have them somewhere comfortable that they can always come and call home. Nice. So that, that's my that's what I got planned right now. I just gotta get, you know, grin and A's together, but I'm trying to do something bigger than, you know, what's going on right now.
2: It, these kids need us more than anything.
0: Mm-hmm. But adding to my resume, are uh, all parents,
1: me coming over here teaching children English. Mm-hmm. So I get to teach kids English. I get to help take care of a family with their needs, their needs help, and that, that kind of drive me. Like, that drive that I have right now is what turned everything around. And I I wind up signing this deal, and I'm in the city of Seville, Spain. I was, you know, I came in November after my visa and stuff got together so I can stay. Mm-hmm. And let it's all of the nights of not wondering, of sacrificing, of losing everything, <laughs> not knowing, being broke, being without a job, but still confident enough to go to the gym mm-hmm. and grind and still be like, this deal finna come. I just felt it, man. I, I started feeling it more and believing it because I was asking God too many questions, like, why, why, instead of just praying and waiting, getting what I didn't pray for. So now, you know, it, it feels way better. When you in that position and you can help, you know you just help get some things together, man. I'm more proud of myself though. And the story I can tell anybody is, dog, don't ever give up. Man, <laughs> now, right when you about to give up, it's just signs. And I and I talk to God every day. We can be it can be nobody with me. I'm talking to God about everything.
0: You hear me? Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. First of all, I know because you are you and then like I've started doing it and I'm so much more connected and I think about it uh just because like I'm so my spirit sometimes has an urge to be free but it needs so much discipline but sometimes I, I don't ever question God but I quite like wonder what if I die and there there really isn't a God or there's no heaven like how we expect it um but I do know I know for a fact that there is a higher power and whoever anybody wants that to be let, let that be. But for me, my God, I talk to God all day, every day, constantly thanking God, constantly thanking Jesus and trying to get in tune to my faith, more in tune to my faith. And I definitely, um, am so thankful for my girlfriend for getting me back to that. Cause if it wasn't for her, I definitely wouldn't be on this spiritual journey that I'm on now. And, um, just being so much more connected to my faith connects me and centers me with myself connects me with nature, connects me with people, and it just makes everything so much easier in the sense of getting through it so nothing is ever easy. It's never easy being depressed or losing a job, not getting a job um you know your dreams getting crushed by somebody or by something, but like you said, when you have faith and you have confidence in yourself. You can literally make it through anything. I never, even when I had the idea for this podcast, I never thought I was going to be doing it. And then when I started doing it, I was like, ain't nobody going to listen to this shit. But like, people we are... <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. We listening. I was on, you know, before you called today, once you even hit me about it
1: about a month ago, I was like, you know, I, I normally don't tell people my story because, you know, everybody got a story. Mhm. But I don't want... Mine is real. Mines was like, I was down to the last. I was down to that final straw. Like, I'm done. For real. I'm I'm finna just quit. But I didn't been through so much for me to quit. Mm -hmm. I'm not quitting. First and foremost, I never seen my mom quit on me or my sister. Man. Or nobody. So I never quit. Like, I seen her sacrifice everything. (laughs) My mom, my grandma, my auntie, my family. Mm -hmm. In general. I just come from a hard-working family. And one thing...
0: They said we, we not no quitters, and we all we got. Exactly. Period. Exactly. That's how I feel. It was probably about two, three months ago, I was close to quitting life, period. Like, was just over it. I had just gotten fired from a job, uh, It was and at the time, it felt like everybody was against me. So my parents, they were projecting their fears onto me because they didn't want me to not have a place to stay and not have money, and I'm all the way in Chicago and not at home, and and... They weren't able to be here and help. Um, One of my former coaches, she was super upset with me about it. Um, I was going through things with my girlfriend, but it was really from the pressures of us not having enough money, not having enough food, all this different stuff. So I was like, fuck it, what am I here for? Like, why am I really here? And like you said, it was just something in me that was like, you can't quit. Like, you are... Not too good as I'm better than anybody, but too good to not be on this earth, to not share my story, to not speak my own truth, and to not help others with theirs. So, what gave me the courage and the inspiration to do this was okay, if I'm going through this, if I'm sitting here ready to. Sure. Exactly. Like, if I'm sitting here, just lost my job, which it was. God forgive me, because I'm thankful for the opportunity and all that it brought, but a rinky-dink old job that wasn't paying me nothing but 7000 a year, and my education wasn't even really free. Like, what, somebody else who just lost their job and got kids and a home and a husband or a wife, they definitely on edge about to jump off a bridge or a cliff. So they need to hear us say that we've been, like, young people especially need to hear that we are and have been through those same things adults our age and older need to hear this nobody out there is alone no matter it could be we all go through different stuff but like you said in your your story that you made and thank you so much for that story you posted about the podcast um we all are going through something it don't matter what it is we all are going through something and fighting something um And I want to say to you and everybody else, even to myself, we are not alone. Um, There's somebody who not only is going through what you're going through, but there's also going to always be somebody willing to be there to listen, um, to hold you literally and figuratively, and to help you, just to help, just support. Like, support is so important, and just checking on people, even just saying hi um, is so important. And there was a time recently where I felt like there was nobody checking on me or that cared about me but I had to ask myself when the last time I text somebody and just said hey how are you or just hey and like I was ducked for a minute I wasn't reaching out to anybody and they were lucky to get a text back if they reached out to me like I just didn't have it in me to form relationships but I didn't have one with myself so now that I have a relationship with myself and I'm more confident in myself in general, now I'm, you know, back to normal, happy, everybody, friend, Samari. But it's, we all have to go through things and go through these rough patches and make it through so that the next time we're faced with an issue, we like, oh man, whatever. Like it's going to be, this going to last a while, but I know how to get through it. I know I'm going to be okay. Um, And that that's like I, with you and your story in these, these last couple years, that shows tremendous faith, tremendous confidence in yourself. But I also want to know how that affected your self confidence initially and your emotional and mental health, if at all. Like not getting a call back, hearing all those no's. Like how did that affect you? Negatively. Negative,
1: Negative at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I used to. I used to let it get to me, but. As I started growing older and I was like, really, it's all up to me. It's, it's many different directions I can go about this. Mm-hmm. Even if, just like the perfect example, it don't have to be the top league. Mm-hmm. Even if I have to buy a flight to come over to get, if somebody wanted to see me. At this point, I'm like, if I got to prove and show myself, I'll do that. Right. I know I work. Like I'm going to do what I got to do to get back in this game. Because
0: I'm far from done. I'm 29, I'll be 30 this year, but my body feels like I'm 22. Oh, hell, boy. 30,
1: 30,
0: September,
1: Virgo. That's what I'm talking about. What is this? I've been through, I think, besides this situation, this was like the biggest test because in college I knew I still had an opportunity I was getting to care curve. You know, this was in 2010, and I. I wound up finding the beginning of the season right like a week before the game. the season started. It's my senior year. Mm-hmm. They found 16 loose the dep- calcium, calcium deposit, which is like loose broken bones in my ankle. So mm. I had surgery for that, and I had to miss the first couple games. But just the person I am, my coach like, we need you. We started the season. He still let me play. He like I was I was playing I was playing basketball with the fattest foot I ever seen in my life.
0: Ugh, bro. <laughs>
1: anything else because it's nothing there. It's like, it's nothing. So, that kind of, i I'm really built for whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you you put me in the, in the place or put me in front of anybody, I ain't backing down. And I'm definitely going to lock up when it comes to defense. I went on that year to win defensive play of the year, second team, all conference. We actually won the conference. We, we went to the NCAA mm-hmm. them last two years. So, you know, I knew the steps I was taking to just make a name for myself again after. the them sleeping on me before i went to college gained my weight i i I really i really hit a deep a deep little road when i first went to college because i still was just a little savage little kid Mm -hmm. (laughs) not listening doing what i want to do fighting people in in college just being stupid you know making stupid decisions risking my scholarship and i turned all that around now i'm like all right i know i can play on this level Mm -hmm. Ain't these girls ain't weak, but I'm on the Division one level, and I'm not taking advantage of this opportunity. And I just got myself together. You know, I was a little stressed because when I tore my ACL, I gained at least 25 to 30 pounds. Mm. I went 150 always. I wound up the, the biggest guy I got on the scale was 187. You? And for me to be 5'7", that ain't a lot. I mean, that ain't that ain't too small.
0: Right. Hey, ah, uh, neat. And nobody never
1: knew it. I was wearing, I was wearing like a size thirteen in jeans.
0: What? I just,
1: yeah, I don't know. I was big. I got myself together. I can't even get over one fifty right now. I'm a solid, <laughs> solid one fifty, but I, it's, I'm more strong now. Everything For sure. I'm in shape. You know, I just don't want to be ever in the situations I was in the past. Only the biggest advice I can get to everybody is like, your best time is going to be when you're down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to teach you how strong you really are, or you built for this. And I got this tattoo tatted on me, on some stuff I just think is fearless going down my leg, because that's, if it's any word that describes me, that's the word that describes Shanika, fearless. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared of anything. I'm not scared of no situation that's put in front of me, because God wouldn't bring me to it if I wasn't built for it. He wouldn't He wouldn't bring me there if I wasn't ready.
0: That's exactly. Exactly. And that's, first of all, I want to say, like, that shows true um, love and respect for the game of basketball. That's how much you love it. Because mm-hmm. you, like you said, it doesn't have to be how you picture it to be as long as you're doing it. So that's how you know you love it, and it's also your gift because you're going to do it no matter what. They probably could have told you, come over here for $100, and but we're going to feed you every day and this, this, and this. And you would have pr- maybe, I ain't going to say you would have, maybe still done it because you love the game that much. And another important thing you said is that you are willing to work for it and prove yourself for what it is that you want and that you know that you deserve because you know your worth and you know your talent. They just don't see it yet, but you're going to get there. And that's something that I think, even including myself, a lot of people, especially young people, anybody really, we quit so soon. When it's not how we want it or we hear yeah. three no's, we're not willing to get to that fourth one when the fifth answer is going to be yes. Um... We don't want to work hard. We don't want to take two years to get to the next place, and it's still not what we want or or where we were before. Um, And that, I mean, just shows true humbleness from you because you went from winning, what, three, four medals your last season in 2016 to now you're over there to not only play basketball but an awesome opportunity to teach kids English. And to take care of the kids and help them, and that's gonna help you when you come back over here. So it's not just, like you said, it's much bigger than you. God has a plan and a vision for your life, so He had to break you all the way down, so that you could see this. Because if you didn't, if you had to just kept playing and you was in Lithuania or 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 what else, China, wherever else is really good, Russia, somewhere, Sweden, Poland, and everything was perfect, you probably wouldn't have sat down and said, okay. I real I am going to start a community center because there's a difference between I want to do it and I am going to do it. So yeah. you had to be broken down and taken through this for you to be like, okay, this is why I'm being taken through this and this is how I'm going to use my story, my gifts, all of that to help people. So that's amazing. I hope people really, really uh, take heed to that, including myself because There's a lot that I want out of life, and I thought I was going to get it through playing basketball, but there's so many other ways that I'm able to use basketball and my story, my gifts, my voice, all of that. So whatever dream that you have, be willing to get there through a much completely different route than you had in mind. You're never going to go how you expect to, ever. Um... I want to ask you a question though because you mentioned that like when people were asking you where you were going and when you were leaving that you didn't like it. So talk, can you talk to us about the the anxiety that surrounds that and how much pressure that is for you as a basketball player and as a person? Man, it's, it's
1: so much pressure because it's like I feel like I was letting everybody down mm. but it was something that I wasn't in control over either. Like, how can you explain to somebody that you're not getting this job that you know you best at and that you do every day but that wasn't once I learned that that's not something I have to answer to people and you just sit back and wait for the same thing I'm waiting for mm-hmm. like, like now people don't question me I mean, of course because I'm gone but also people see like dang I really saw you down at your last and you still Grinding and never gave up, and, and that's the type of things I. That's that's what I want everybody to see. Mm-hmm. It's, they can see somebody that never quit, that never give up, and still made ways. <laughs> went
0: exactly. Went away. exactly.
1: I, still went away. I, I made a way without an agent and was doing stuff on my own. Like that's how deep it got. And like you say, it's not it's not about money in every situation. It's so much bigger than money. It's what you love to do. And and if you love what you do. You love waking up doing what you do every day, that's how you're gonna be stress free in life. Exactly. You can't do what somebody else wants you to do. Period. And that's one thing. Nobody in this world can tell me what I can and can't do. That's how I live. And yeah, you if you especially if you have never been been through or experienced what I have, I can't listen to somebody else that's never been overseas or never even went to that never played college basketball. It's much more beyond than what y'all see. You know, these people mm-hmm. are singing. Just on TV or hear about athletes like we sacrifice a lot of. I salute anybody that went, as a college athlete, an athlete in general. But mm-hmm. once you put in college day, you see, you see what you're dealing with.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. You just said so much that I want to comment <laughs> on, but that last part and it doesn't matter. I think a lot of people have a misconception of if you go any lower than D1 that you're just in, uh irrelevant student athlete but that's not true because you have like for example I was a GA for D3 and their academics come first so seeing them like putting so much effort and energy into their schoolwork and then still having to come to practice exhausted and they have study hall and all of that no matter I don't care what level you are at it is hard JUCO anything it is hard to be a student athlete it is so hard because you have to juggle so much and you have to. Per- it's game when
1: you're on the road. You you know how much work you gotta make sure you got ready or stuff prepared when you're Man. on the
0: road. Man, exactly. And then I'm thinking even back to middle school and high school because there's so much pressure, um, and not always ba- a bad sort of pressure, but pressure to perform. So you have to perform well in the classroom because if you don't, you're an L- not only are you gonna get in trouble at school. You're going to get fired. Exactly. And and you might get a whipping or get cussed out by your mama or daddy. You can't play. You're ineligible. Like, you like it's. there's so much. You got to go to study hall. You know, academic probation or extra study hall hours, excuse me. Academic probation, there's so much. So, like... For me, like my story is like a story of performance anxiety because I had I felt like I had to be perfect from the way I spoke to the way I walked to the way I was groomed. I had to do this in school. I had to do this in basketball. I had to be a good person. I had to always be nice. I couldn't talk back. I couldn't share my opinion. Like it. Like what can I do? is the damn question. Like can I breathe? So it's like it's so it is hard and, and but it has taught me so much discipline. And has get given me so much courage to live my dreams and to be who it is that I want to be, but to also be real with young people about how it is and also to give like coaches and teachers, parents insight on how us as kids and young adults really feel because we, I was too afraid to tell my dad I didn't want to play basketball anymore or Uh, you know, I was too tired to work out or I was afraid in college to tell my coaches that I was injured sometimes or that something was really, really bothering me or was too afraid to say, hey, I'm sad today. I really don't know why. Can you help me? Like, but we don't even know how to ask that because people don't teach us. And I will get even more specific to communities, ethnic communities specifically. You don't, mental health is the worst disease, is worse than having an STD in the black community. You better not be gay and you better not have an STD or excuse me, or mental health. If you black, you better not be gay or have mental health issues. If you are black, period. So it's for me being a black gay woman, it was hard because I can't, I can't, I couldn't just freely talk about how these things were bothering me because it was already bad for me to be me so having to go through that as a teenager and as a young adult and even now where people have these perceptions of me or like it didn't used to bother me to be mistaken for a man but now that i'm like a woman and i feel like you should be able to look at me from behind the side or the front and tell that it really like it's starting to bother me but people don't like even think about stuff like that like we don't consider the things that may bother other people um and aren't super intentional about helping them through that. So that's something I practice with my in my relationship is whatever her insecurities are, I make sure every day I'm helping her work through them. And she helps me do the same thing. So, like, I've lost weight, my skin is glowing, um, I'm starting to dress like I used to dress because she is helping me through my insecurities and vice versa. And I just want, I want to be like that with everybody it's just hard sometimes because everybody is who they are and not everybody wants that help. Um, but I also wanted to say um, with people asking, you say like now they don't really ask you when people first of all, people project their fears onto us. So when they seen that you weren't, um, you know, getting calls or anything, they would have quit. And found a job and did this, so that's what they told you to do. And like you said, they ain't never been overseas, so how can they tell you what to do? But now that they see that you have conquered that, you've conquered your own fears, you've made it back overseas, you are happy, you're in a good situation. Now they respect you. Now they uh, admire you. You are an inspiration to them because you didn't give up. So that's another reason why I feel so empowered doing this podcast because I done try to do so many different things. I've had so many different jobs went to UConn, went to Kentucky, played overseas, started the clothing line. And I still find a way to do something and to use my gifts more specifically. So, um, it's just so important to never quit and to just figure out how, how can I, whatever it is that I want, how can I get it? It don't have to be this way. It can be this way. It can be this way. It can be, it can be all the ways together. Um, but we always expect things to be so perfect and, you know, a path of, flower petals and unicorns and rainbows and a pot of gold at the end waiting on us but life is not like that but it's still very beautiful so I want to, my last question for Unique, um 'cause um because I gotta go get this haircut to get crispy right quick but <laughs> no <laughs> uh, my last question is how we talked about it a little bit but how and why do you wake up every day living every single day Living life to the fullest after all of the things that you've endured and experienced. You know,
1: I wake up and live life every day because God gave me another chance. Amen. Every time I open my eyes, it's another, it's another opportunity. When I see another day on the calendar, it's another opportunity. Like, I just start looking at everything as another opportunity instead of looking at, dang, why I ain't got this? Why I don't got that? Why this not happening? I stop. I stop. Thinking and asking about why, mm-hmm. start being thankful for what is, what it is at the time. You know, I ain't saying I'm giving up on things, but it's like, okay, take it as it comes, cause everything takes time. You know, it ain't on our time, but it takes time, and and, and it's gonna happen. Exactly it's gonna keep me going. That's the only thing that keep me going. And I'ma wake up every time I'm I'm here to put a smile on other people's face, everybody around me, and make sure everybody cool. That's
0: that's the biggest thing. That's my biggest blessing in life. Make sure everybody else is cool. Everything else is going to fall through. For sure. For sure. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you, Neek. And I also want to thank you for telling your story, for having the courage to do that, for being the compassionate person that you are, and for being so real and authentic. Um, because that's what we're missing in this world. So you you are definitely if not the realest person I ever met you definitely up there but I you definitely might be the realest because I know you're not gonna sugarcoat nothing and you are very very open about who you are <laughs> and your story and I love you for that for real because I know if I really need advice I know I, I know who I'm gonna come to because you gonna keep it straight 100 but I gotta be prepared for that because you like I say, you're not gonna sugarcoat it so if I don't want the truth or if I don't want the, you know the real answer I know I'm not asking Neek but if I wanna know you know what's up for real that's who I'm go to because you keep it 100, 100 for real always man <laughs> always that's that's how i was
1: raised that's 100 though I, and i'm i to always be the same i'm gonna stay this way but i just want everybody out there that is listening like don't give up on yourself yo you your big you got to be your biggest fan at all times you don't need nobody you ain't coming in this world with nobody unless you got a twin but you still like, <laughs> you, like, going out alone too mm-hmm yeah everybody around and you know live life to the fullest because more and more you see more and more it's it's hard being an african-american woman or african-american man in this world
2: mm-hmm. just what we going through right
1: now this generation right now you gotta protect yourself man ain't just it's everybody but it's 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 the odds you gotta be when you african-american in the world today
0: for sure mm Part two gonna talk about that. We me and you gonna do a part two. Season two, part two with Shanika Butler. Yeah,
1: I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. <laughs> Shout
0: out, look, and the biggest thing though I wanna do,
1: after all I've been through, I'm here, I'm on a team. I got it's the team first year. And starting tomorrow, I got them in the final four already. So I'm trying to add on to my gold medals over here. My like, thing about me, I win championships in college I won four
0: overseas so far since this 2011 to
1: uh 2018
0: remember I ain't go over two years mm-hmm. so in that matter of time I won four, four, four medals then two gold two silver so that's what's up since, man been, since since 07 I've been a champ on all the levels you've been Didn't a champ you've been a champ since
1: 89 my G since you came out
0: the womb you've been a champ that. but I'm talking about with the actual <laughs> no I'm, yeah yeah yeah, the yeah. Rings, you but and, Y'all, but I, I mean, look, I done seen pictures of your team now and to say you were in the final four, that's amazing. That is amazing because there's no Avetta. Uh, what's her name, Avetta? there's no, uh, whoever else we, I can't even think of all their names, but it ain't none of them on the team, Laura's. We got not one superstar, and I'm on a team full of straight 18 and 19 year old young
1: ladies and this, when I first came. I was afraid. I was like, "Dang, I'm on a team with all young girls." And mm-hmm. the only thing I did, I I got girls on my team that believe in themselves. It's no way the teams in the the teams in the front of the floor are sleeping on us. They be they be real disrespectful. So mm. you know what I'm saying? They just like they overlooking us. Like they already looking for the championship game. Like we finna beat them.
0: Yeah. So then that mean y'all gonna beat them because they ain't even worried about y'all. They not gonna and be prepared. Coming out making
1: noise. We ain't gotta talk about it. it you know, that's, that's what I'm on right now. I like being, I like being at the bottom
0: anyway. Exactly. Underdogs, man. Make, yes, it makes for a better story. Yes, <laughs> but let But if you got a link, send me the link to the game tomorrow. Okay,
1: I, think it will, be, uh, I will do that. I think it will actually be live since it's the final four. But okay, bet. I'm just letting everybody
0: know you can make it no matter
1: where you are from. I'm from the south side of St. Louis. I just got to let that be known.
0: I'm a real all day Superstars. Hey, <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that, and, and for sure, you you just like you say you got to believe in yourself, and you have you have to have the will and the courage to just keep pushing because life and it's going to knock you down so many times but you just got to keep getting up what's the point in staying down and giving up because you're just going to be miserable and one of the it is so hard to face your fears and go after your dreams and your goals and, and even to live them but one thing i can't remember who it was but they said would you rather be undisciplined and work a 9 to 5 to pay to only be able to pay your bills or whatever if you can even do that or would you rather be disciplined and live the life that you dream of living so it I mean it's hard for me some days waking up at 4 in the morning sometimes I go to bed at 2 cuz I'm up I got to go to work during the day and then in the morning and at night I'm working on my creative stuff and it's it's hard because I just want to sleep in the bed all I want to do is lay in the bed all day after that but it's something that literally will call me and wait. I don't even have to set an alarm to wake up at 4 o'clock anymore because something is calling me to get up and get yeah, after it. it you, it's stations and you know, it, yeah. it's
1: Repetition every day. Guess what? Repetition. You learned that in basketball. Heck just, yeah. That, uh, basketball more than just basketball. It teaches us so much in life. It prepared us for all of
0: this. So, yes. I, it, like, it,
1: it's just another chapter that's in my, you know, another chapter in the book, in the story. I Look, it's still more to come. Like another thing, though, everybody they put here for a reason. You mm-hmm. gotta find out what your gift is, and you gotta execute it. You gotta, you gotta have a plan, and you execute that plan even when they go wrong. Yes. It doesn't matter what it is. And that's the biggest advice I can give to anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, stop settling. You gotta. It's, it's more mm. opportunities around business of being young entrepreneurs out here. So stop to this settling. Door. Stop, mm. stuff, you stop settling you know what i mean people settling a straight gas a straight gift out here man all because of what
0: they think others might think of them and mm-hmm. what other you people have said fuck
1: people i don't care what people say
0: man because <laughs> who are other people they not you like ain't nobody gonna get out and get it for you nobody <gasps> is gonna sit unless you marry somebody with a whole bunch of money and even then there are rules and stipulations so why not Whatever it is, I don't care if you want to start a dog walking business, if you want to clean shoes for a living, if you want to pick up people trash, if you want to be the next black billionaire or white Mexican Asian, I don't care who you are, whatever it is that you want to do, just go do it. Like, and, and it don't matter when you do it, how you do it, where you do it, how you get it, just get it. It could be 20, 30 years from now, just, just to be able to say, I conquered a fear, I did this for myself. Like, that to me is amazing, man. Like, it feels good. Even for me to be doing this, like I said, I didn't think I was honestly even going to start this uh, because of fear. But, like, to have gotten over it and, and also it gives me more reassurance and confidence to see the feedback from other people. But one of the most important things you said was that you have to be your own biggest fan. And I literally celebrate every little thing with myself I could wake up on time in the morning or get somewhere on time and I'm happy like I'm celebrating like good job Samari and especially with this because when in basketball we have fans you got the schools I went to we had thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people there UConn we played at Madison Square Garden multiple times so I'm playing in front of people You like just too many people damn near but now I don't have that it's just me Or, you know, my girlfriend, my parents, my close friends, whoever, it's just us. I don't have thousands of people cheering for me and clapping for me. I don't have, you know, 200, 300, 400 people liking my Instagram pictures no more. It's just me. And that is so important to to be able to to build and establish that relationship with self. Because it gives me so much confidence and courage to just be me and do what it is that I want to do. Because I have, as far as I know, I have one life to live. So why not live it the way that Samari Sambrosia Renee Walker wants to? So, yeah. but yeah, thank you again, That's me. good to hear, man.
1: No problem. Thank you for letting me, you know, release some energy myself. Let, let the world know it's cracking.
0: For sure, man. And again, like I said, just thank you for being so honest and, and open with us. Because that's, that's why I want to do this. Have real conversations with real people about real things to give back to other real people. So hopefully, uh, I, well, I'm not going to say hopefully. Your story is going to touch somebody. It's already touched and helped me and has been for the past few years. But even more after today. So again, thank you. And
1: I'm always a call away. Follow me on social media. Look, you can just slide
0: me down. Oh, <laughs> I'm a when I write the description oh, for this, listening? yo. When I write my description for your podcast, I'm gonna make sure I put your IG in there. I got you. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> it. So love, so love. I got you, G. All right, thank you, Nick. Thank you again.